Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast, your local news outlet, sponsored by the Flat Earth Society. I am Chris, your garbage host for this week, and joining me is a local thief, Kevin. Hello. Last week, Gavril and I tinfoil hatted our way through a show. This week, Kevin and I will argue our way through a show as we talk about warfronts. The good, the bad, and the downright newbie. Let's see how this shit show goes. Welcome back. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I went on News Anchor. I thought it would work. <clears throat> we are not actually doing? sponsored by the Flat Earth Society. No, we are not. Good Lord, no. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm in a good mood. Awesome. Great chipper. Sweet. How has your week been? I'm pretty Anything good. Exciting? We um we got done all of the bosses that we currently have completed on normal in all the all deer this week. Um, Excellent. We are hitting our head against that boss at the bottom of the pit after you fight Zul. Mithrax. Mithrax. Um, He's a bastard. Sounds like some kind of a medication. Mithrax. Well, he's a giant Cthraxy. What'd you expect? Yeah. Um, we didn't have one of our healers that usually like one of our main healers was out for you know weather related reasons on thursday night so i think that kind of helped contribute to some of it but Mm -hmm. um we were like not able to get through phase two i think we got through it twice and there was only Mm -hmm. a few people alive after the end of it so i have no idea how we're supposed to beat that boss i mean it's just a hell of a fight it's a lot of healing and it's a lot of tank mechanics Tanks fuck up, then you're not gonna kill it. Mm, our tank mechanics the are healers not fuck on up, point. You're not gonna kill it. And our healing was pretty low. I was playing discipline. I switched to holy. I was still not, you know, doing enough. It was just, it was a mess. So anything else other than raiding? Um, I got done a mythic plus five, which is the highest nice. that I've ever done so far. Nice. Um, we didn't do it on time, but uh. Got that done yesterday. That was full. Nice. That was cool. And hopefully going to push some more because um I just need some I need more haste, like badly. It's like down to twelve percent again. So nice. Yeah. It's, uh, just, it's nice that you're pushing mythics, so nice that you're getting into those. Um you need to get your haste sorted. Mm-hmm. But that comes with time. Yeah. I mean the how I feel about Mythics this expansion too is like they're not very forgiving. Like if you wipe a few times, you can forget the timer. It's kind of like what Mythics were like at the start of Legion, though. But once we started to outgear them, I think the stat squishes made it a bit more, uh, a bit a, a bit more hellish. And mm-hmm. the fact that higher level Mythic keys tanks are having to kite a lot, hmm. uh, because tanks are paper right now, um. As not helping either. I haven't noticed that so much, but yeah, they. When you start they're... doing sevens, eights, nines, you'll notice it. Trust me. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's just it's been. Um, 
I mean, like, when you are going through a dungeon, a Mythic Plus dungeon, and you're doing well and you're, like, breezing through stuff, you, like, easily beat the timer. And then, like, stuff that's close where you wipe a few times, it's like, forget the timer. And, like, this <laughs> this week is, like, extra trash week, too, which... Uh, Quaking ugh. as well. Yeah. Extra trash is not fun. Yeah, this week's this week's usually con- was back in Legion was considered an easy week, with the way tanks are right now, not considered an easy week. It's an okay. annoying week. It is, yeah. But uh, we did war for I did a war front a few times. We'll talk. We'll ta- oh we'll yeah, because the alliance has it now, later. don't they? Yeah, alliance has it now. So cool. more to come on that. <laughs> what about you? Um, did some more raiding. Uh, <laughs> so this week. Two of our main healers had to drop out because work uh, and other stuff. So I was healing alongside uh, one of our other main healers, which was a shaman. So it was me as a mess reaver, him as a shaman, with 20 people, and we had to two-man heal everything. Wow. We actually killed everything, though. I was quite impressed. (laughs) That is impressive. Good job. Uh, it was it, like it was normal, so it's like okay, well, it's gonna be hard, mm-hmm. but it's 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 still gonna be doable. By the end of every single fight, we were like dredging up some fuck something to try and keep people alive. By the end of every fucking fight, um, for that really healing intensive boss, we did get one of our druids to swap to resto to help out with that one, but the rest of it, it was just the two of us, and it was, ooh. <laughs> Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We're doing Gahoon this weekend on Sunday, and hopefully hopefully, our plan is that we kill him on Sunday and move on to the first couple of bosses on Heroic on Sunday night, and then we do a Heroic on Monday and see where that goes. So, yay! Did you um, actually get Cahoon down yet at all, or no? No, we haven't killed him yet, but he's on our list. We, we, we got him to, like, 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, on one of our kills, and then we never got him out uh, successfully into phase two after that, just because we had some issues uh, with the orb groups. But other than that, w- once we polish out those orb group issues and get people doing what they need to do in phase two, we should be fine. Because it was like the first time we had ever saw phase two, really, and we got him to that low. And it was just getting into phase two that's the problem. I think phase two is going to be an easy run once we get into it, but it's getting into it that's, that seems to be our problem right now. I see. Cool. Um, also did some high... I feel really bad when I go after you because I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm just trying to show off. Um, we also did some higher mythic keys. I was healing some seven, eights, and nines. Uh... The nines are a nightmare. The eights are a nightmare. Sevens are kind of okay because that's when quaking first kicks in, and it's it's you know that's when the tanks starting to kite shit. But it was, I healed it. We healed it the seven in time. The eight, not so much. Someone else had a higher key as well, so we didn't do that nine in time. But we wanted to see if we could push for the gear at least, so we did that. And a lot of D and D again. That's what I do. I'm a D and D person. It's a lot of fun. And, Gavrilo, and of course, Gavril has lost his fingers learning how to lane dance. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm very sad about that. How do you do that though? It was some intensive line dancing, I think, from what he said. Yeah, like did he fall and someone just smacked down on his hand? I mean, once you fall, it's kind of like you know, 
the running of the bulls. I mean, you just can't stop the line dancing. It's like when you fall on a skating rink, you don't yeah. fall with your hands flat. Fist, fall when you land on a fist. Don't don't land hands flat. You will lose your fingers, people. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, let's move on to listeners' feedback. Let's start with Discord first. Uh, Discord. Rob did mention that there was some feedback on the uh, Azerite weapon or the Azerite uh, neck. So he said that he wished they would have just left in the artifact weapon and added like the Azerite power to the weapon itself and, and continued to tweak that instead of creating this entire new item um, that gains Azerite power. And he thinks that this would have stopped some of the problems that they're having now with tuning. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? It's not exactly what he said because it wasn't a comment. But yes, no, I completely agree. I think that's a great. I think that would have been a better system if they had the Azerite. I think the Azerite neck is a good place to have the level of these special pieces, um, and then the Azerite weapon, the artifact weapon, since it had been drained of all its power because of the sword. Spoilers, bitches! If you don't like that, it's, it's way out of date. You should know this by now. Um. Because it's been drained of all the swords, uh, because of the sword, they could have had it starting afresh, new traits, new stuff that was built around the this the Azerite system with the neck, having the weapon still being there and boosting out as it goes. But because the level is focused on the neck, you can have the ability to jump from Mistweaver, Brewmaster, and Windwalker without having to lose power, because that was the biggest one of the biggest problems with artifact weapons, that your off-specs were garbage until you leveled them up. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I agree. Rob, you're spot on. It's a better system, and it's what they should have done. Yeah, I, I never thought of that. Like, why didn't they just re-empower the artifact weapon with the Azerite that they found? It would have been the smart thing to do. Because I missed my artifact weapon. So here's the thing. Brewmasters held their artifact weapon in a very unique way. There is no other weapon that allows you to hold it, hold this staff, leaning over your shoulder and just looking like a fucking badass. Every (laughs) other weapon, you just got it down at your side and you just look bored out of your fucking skull. Mm. I am so sad that the artifact, the brewmaster, brewmasters just don't hold all staffs and pole arms like that baseline because it looked amazing. Mm. So I transmog into my artifact weapon now because it just looks amazing. So fuck you, Blizzard. Bring it back. Yeah. I mean, I understand why they're doing these kind of systems in the first place because they want to be able to experiment. But, you know, then people complain about balancing on the artifact weapon and the Azerite armor. I mean, shouldn't they just be focused on the skills and talents that we have and, you know, do a better job and put more time and effort into that? Or, you know, why do you think that they've chosen this path? So I think I think there is nothing wrong with a secondary progression system. If done correctly, there is nothing wrong with a secondary progression system. Because the main progression system is your levels and your talents. So that's the main system we have to work with. And that's and th- for the most part, that system is fine. You level from 1 to 120, you get talent points as you go, you have the ability to swap them out on the fly if you have the correct reagent. So it's it's on on the whole, that system in and of itself is fine. A secondary car- uh, progression system for max level characters needs to work... Uh, 
not not so much in conjunction with it, but it helps if there's a little bit of a crossover. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the um, old traits from the art artifact system they worked in conjunction with not only your active spells but some of your talents. And it worked really well from the trait standpoint, from just how the actual abilities worked. Because there's such a weird system right now where, okay, you get access to some of these, and then you have to level up even more, and then some of, some of them stack with each other, some of them don't. It's, it's just, it's just kind of confusing. I, I kind of liked the old trait system. It was a nod to the old, le the old talent trees without bringing the old talent trees back. Because the mm. old talent trees didn't work. I'm just going to flat out say it. We're going to get hate for that, Kevin, by the way. I'm just going to flat out say it. The old talent trees fucking sucked. As someone who played from vanilla, they fucking sucked. These... Uh, the, 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 the old Azerites, the old artifact system brought a nod to that back by giving you something that, yes, you were designed to get every single trait eventually, but you had to put work in to get it. Hmm. You're, and I, I thought that was a nice way to do it. It was something that you were going to progress throughout the expansion, power up as you went. But, like, this time it's like, okay, you're getting some of these, you have to pay to swap them in and out. It's, it's not all these choices really matter. So, you know, have fun. Kind of boring. And I miss the old system. The, the thing that I don't like about it is because I think it's kind of like you're. Yeah, there's something to do at max level and there's something to power up, but I feel like there's more room to kind of let some of that go and not balance it correctly. Like with the mm -hmm. talents and with the, you know, PvP talents, I feel like they try to do a good job to make sure that's all balanced and that you can pick from multiple items on a single tier and mm -hmm. they're all kind of viable. But with the Azerite traits, I feel like they just kind of like let it go and it's like, well, if it doesn't work, who cares? It's not really going to cripple you. You know, the Azerite stuff aren't really game changing, right? They're not, they're not something that's like, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll rephrase that. There are one or two for each class that are really fucking good. There is one or two for each class that are really, really good. The vast majority of them, it doesn't even really seem to matter what you pick because at the end of the day, they're not that strong and they're not that useful. Right. I mean, I've combed over multiple multiple sites, multiple discords just to see what's the best for Brewmaster, what's the best for Miss Weaver, because that's what I play. I'm a healer in a tank. And there's so much different differing opinions on what's better that they all, they all seem to kind of work. But they're not all great. Yeah. They're just kind of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we have a progression system called experience and leveling that could potentially go beyond max level, i.e. Paragon. Oh, I don't, I don't want to fucking do Paragon levels. God, no, no. Retract that. Never say that again. Oh, God, no, please. Why not? <laughs> I do enough of that in Diablo. <laughs> I don't want to level more. I've already leveled to 120. I don't want to level more. It would, <laughs> I mean, I think it... It, it would solve one of the problems that I have, which is like killing a mob after max level is completely gives useless. Gives me gold and gives me, uh, depending useless. on what, what it is, gives me herbs and gives me fucking leather and my ore. That's that's all I care about. I don't want to level anymore. I've done it. No, no. I don't <laughs> I've done know. it for 14 years, Kevin. Don't make me do it at endgame. 
It would be some, it would be a way of progressing that would maybe feel better, but they'd still have to figure out how to tie rewards to that. And I am telling you right now, it is something I would just flat out not do. And do you farm Azerite power now anyway? No, I don't farm Azerite power because I don't want to go out and just fill up a bar. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and level at max level. Okay, okay, yeah, well, I'll return. I, I fill up the green bars, but that's it. That's because I'm that's because I'm really OCD about making sure all my green bars are filled in. Um, but I no, 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 no Paragon, please. I'm begging you. I'm fucking begging you. Okay. <laughs> I'm I, genuinely on my knees here. No. <laughs> I'm looking for what they do in the next expansion because they definitely aren't going to be doing, you know the Azerite weapon or the Azerite traits or what, like the artifact weapon or the Azerite armor anymore. So I'm hoping that they learn something from this and they evolve it and we get something better next time. All right. Uh, there was some stuff on Twitter that got released, right, Chris? Yes. So the lovely people over at Calm Before the Storm announced who is going to be part of their panels this year for World of Podcasts. And it just so happens that we will be a part of one of the panels. Uh, I will be uh, alongside many amazing people uh, at, uh, during the kickoff and podcasting panel uh, hosted by Pat Crane uh, at Calm Before the Storm uh, this year. I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, for a full list of all the panels, who's on what panel, uh, for everything, visit conbeforestorm.com. Uh, you can find out all their information on their Twitter. You can find it on their Facebook page. Everything is there. So please, please, 100% go and have a look. Show some love to all these fantastic people that are taking part this year. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of really awesome people that is, I'm just so excited. I'm so humbled to be a part of it. Yeah. World of Podcast is, the premier podcasting event at Con Before the Storm and uh, Ro from Realm Maintenance helps to organize it. And he's organized a bunch of really awesome panels. And if you're not sure how they work, it's like a panel discussion on a specific topic. And obviously with the kickoff, uh, Chris is going to be talking about like what he's excited for and, you know, what we hope to see at BlizzCon this year. and As well as just podcasting in general. Yeah. So it should, uh, be, for the- should be cool. Uh, but yeah, like I said, for a full list of the people that will be on the pod, uh, on the on all the panels, uh, uh, visit conbeforestorm.com mm-hmm. and go to the World of Podcast section. Yeah. Uh, you can follow everyone on their Twitters, their websites. Uh, all the links are there for all these fantastic people. Yeah. And uh, they will be recorded and posted after um, Con Before the Storm and World of Podcast is over, so you guys will be able to listen to those after the fact. Yes. All right. Uh, we do have shout outs. Uh, shout out to these countries who have listened to the show over the last week. These are the top five in order from highest to lowest. The US, Canada, the UK, Ireland, and Sweden. Welcome, Ireland, to the top five. It's nice to see you here. Thank you, my European buddies. Please reach yeah. out to us or come to our Discord and say hello if you're listening so we know who you are. Lovely people. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about some news. Mm, lots uh, of news. Lots of news. Like I expected this week to kind of be chill, where we could just jump into a topic. No, 
no, no. So World of Warcraft. Let's do let's do the quick ones first. So uh first off, Where, Method first, Europe. Okay, yeah. First off, Method Europe takes the crown for the world first race to, to Gahoon for Battle for Azeroth. So congratulations, guys. Yay. Congrats. Oh, don't give me your half-assed disheartened yay. You I didn't really happen. follow it. You knew it was going to happen. Well, uh, but Limit did hmm. take the World Second, which is a US guild, so 100% congratulations to Limit. Um, I think only two other guilds, aside from those two, have taken it. Uh, I want to say that number three was a Russian guild. I don't know their name because it's uh, I would butcher it otherwise. Uh, and uh, Memento, which is a European guild on Frost Whisper, also got the fourth. So, congrats, guys. You're all wonderful. Exorcist, LB says. Is it Exorcist? Thank you, LB. I couldn't read the the Russian language, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I can't read it. I'm sorry. You want to take the next one? Um, Your uh, controversy. Yeah. Yes, so <laughs> Blizzard announced this week that they would release a new mount that was exclusive for people who were on six-month subscriptions or purchased a six-month subscription of World of Warcraft. It's called the Dreadwake mount, and it looks like a little pirate ship. And it is, it is adorable cute as hell. because I have it. It is so cute. I love it. And, I've been um, running around on it. LB has already mentioned that it doesn't provide any faster swim speed, which I think is a complete joke. I think it should. I agree with that. I think it should, because it's a ship and it should, like, it's a fucking be ship. A swim speed type thing. It should, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, they also released a little parrot that you can get as a pet called Captain Crackers. And he's adorable. He's got a little eye patch and a pirate's yep. hat. Yep. I mean, fucking adorable. If they don't have Captain Crackers at BlizzCon this year, I'm going to fucking riot. Like I want a Cap and Crackers plushie. I do want a right plushie now. for him. He is kind of beyond adorable. I do. I want will a plushie stand for him. in that fucking pet adoption line for two hours to get I a Cap and Crackers. I, I do that every year. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to BlizzCon, I come home with at least two plushies. One for my mother because she thinks Peppy is adorable, so I get her a new Peppy every year, and I bring stuff home for myself because I'm a giant child. Yeah. <laughs> But they do make, like, the pet adoption. Like, pet adoption, if you're not aware, if you haven't gone to BlizzCon, is just you standing in a queue waiting to get a plushie. But, I don't know. They make it sound cute. <laughs> it is adorable, though. They are, they are adorable. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Um, did you, the, was the controversy, there anything else about this topic? Yeah. yeah, the controversy about the Dreadwake mount was um, some people who are on six-month subscriptions haven't yet received their Dreadwake mount, including myself. And I opened a ticket and they said they haven't all been given out yet. So if you have like recently, like if money has recently come out of your account to pay for your six month sub, then you will get them out soon, supposedly. Um, some people this didn't happen for. Stone had some issues in our guild uh, because his sub hasn't rolled over yet. But, um, you know, the best thing that and I can say I is like if you're that one. if you don't have it yet and you are on a six month sub, open a ticket with Blizzard just to be safe and um, make sure that they acknowledge the fact that you will be getting it or should be getting it um, and have written proof of that <laughs> in case you don't later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting for mine and super excited for it. So I very quickly, because there are some actual notes on the article about this itself. 
Uh, you must have purchased a current 180 day game time service on or before midnight, uh, midnight, uh, Pacific daylight time on September the 19th, 2018 to be viable for it. Yes. If you purchased it new. Yes. If you purchased it new, if you had a subscription and it is your current subscription, not wow tokens, not anything like that. If you've purchased a six month sub and then did a month of wow, and that's your a wow token that is your current subscription, when you tick over back to your six months, then you'll get it because your mm. current subscription isn't your six month subscription; it's a wow token subscription. Yeah, that's what for the, from what I can tell, that is what the algorithm is looking for. If you are using a current eight hundred eighty day subscription, it's looking I think for that's record where a record of lot a of the confusion is coming out. It's looking for a record of a monetary purchase rather than a WoW token purchase or a monetary one month or a monetary three month. It's looking for a monetary six month token. Mm -hmm. So if you're on, if you've, if you did have a six month subscription and then you bought a couple of WoW tokens for game time, those game time tokens overrode that. So that's your current subscription. Your subscription. Once you tick over, then you'll get your mount. So that's to me, that's what it looks like. And I think yeah, that's that where a lot of the controversy is coming from. People are confused about how it's actually working. Yeah, because I had a six month sub too, and I bought some tokens so that my subscription would tick over later. And it did tick over recently. So they did say that I should get mine soon. So, yep. Which you will. It just, it's, it's not, it's not something that's just going to, but they'll, but it's, it's, it's coming. You'll get it because there is a physical record of you purchasing an 180 day token within this period of time and it's your current sub so yeah. you should get it i mean the other controversy was that people are speculating that the sub numbers are dropping off and they're trying to get people locked in for six months do you think there's any validity in that there's always validity in the company trying to make sure that people are paying for their services Blizzard's mm -hmm. well, a business they want to make sure people continue to pay for their services yeah and they're incentivizing it so, you know, it's a great business move. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a fucking great business move. What is not valid is people who are saying, oh, they just want your money so that they can sit on their laurels and not do anything with the game. I think that's completely bullshit. I think this team is, you know, 100% developing and 100% of the time trying to make sure that things are getting improved and fixed. I mean, they're on the ball. I do think people are very judgmental and unfair to the developers a lot of the time oh they're clearly just sitting around doing nothing i don't imagine that's the case because i don't imagine they would continue to be blizzard employees at that point yeah that's not who they are as an organization i can't imagine ian Hazacostas allowing someone on his team who's just sitting there twiddling their thumbs yeah because that man works fucking hard, and I'm pretty mm -hmm. confident he would expect it from the rest of his team. Yeah. And Blizzard is constantly getting feedback about shit, and they're constantly thinking about improving things and changing them and fixing things. I mean, I doubt that they're doing that. And that, and that was evident in the uh, developer update that Anne Hezekosis gave this week, Chris, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. It was so fucking evident. 
We're getting a lot of shit coming, guys. It's already on the PTR, or at least I, I don't know if the PTR is live for testing yet, but I know it's on the PTR uh, servers to go live. Uh, we're getting a lot of nice things. So uh, I'm going to leave the complica complicated one for now. We'll talk about raids and that later. But we are getting reputation rewards being account-wide. Yep, you heard that. I, reputation rewards account-wide. I was very interested what you think about that. I'm so excited because it means that I can play my monk and not worry about the fact that my hunter has every reputation at Exalted from vanilla all the way through to um, Cataclysm. I don't have to worry about that now because they will tick over and be account wide and I can just be happy. So anytime you were grinding a rep, you would go over to your hunter to do that? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, that's Which is why my hunter is always change. my second character on my account to max level. Because hmm. even even if my hunter, even if, even if my hunter is not, I'm not going to be playing in this expansion. It will max out reputations for that expansion. That's that. Uh, that's game changing for you. Oh yeah, so game changing. I'm so happy about it. Um, but this also means that, uh, for example, if you are currently uh, revered with Champions of Azeroth, any of your characters will automatically get the rewards up to revered. You just have to collect them and hand them in. Done. Your artifact item will automatically, uh, once you speak to Magni, go up to that level. So, nice. That's some oh. really nice alt-friendly love there, and I'm so happy about it. Yeah, especially um, since they are tying more rewards to rep. It's, yes, exactly. It's it's very this expansion is very rep heavy. Not a bad thing if handled correctly, and they are handling it correctly with this change. Spot on. Um, some also some really interesting news. The old races are getting some love. People, dwarves and blood elves will be receiving their own heritage armor sets, and the dwarf one looks really cool. We haven't. I don't think we've seen the blood elf one, but we all can imagine in our heads what it's going to look like, and it's going to look bitchin. Agreed? I guess, yes. yeah. Oh, come on, Blood Elf's, Blood Elf armor sets are beautiful. You can't deny that. I haven't looked into it too much. Oh, you're such a pleb. <laughs> it's fine. I know. Blood Elf's, the Blood Elf armor set is going to be beautiful. The dwarf one looks amazing. You kind of look like Magni. Like, yeah. like, Heroes of the, like, Heroes of the Storm Magni Bronzebeard. It looks amazing. I uh, love it. You know, the, the only thing that I have a problem with is that they said you have to be max rep with your home faction. And Which like, is very easy to do. All you have to do is go and pick up one of the tabards, and whenever you're doing dungeon content, regardless of where you are, you will get reputation for those factions. Okay, so I have to go back to Nomergon to get that? Nope. You go to Ironforge to get the Nomergon one. Okay. So go to Ironforge, go to the Flightmaster, you can pick up the Ironforge and the Nomergon uh, tabard there. Go to Stormwind, you can pick up the Pandaren, uh, the human ones there. Uh, go to Darnassus, and you can pick up the Night Elf and Go the, to Darnassus? Yes, just go to, go to Darkshore, speak to the guy there, he will turn it back to Old Darkshore and Old Darnassus, so you can okay. go there. Uh, and pick up the Night Elf and Worgen ones there. Hmm, okay. For cool. Horde, uh, you go to Orgrimmar, you get the Troll, you get the Orc, you get the Goblin, and then you go to Silvermoon for Blood Elves, you go to um, Thunderbluff for Torin, and there's another place you go. Blood Elves? 
Oh, are you... No, Blood Elves or Silverman, you get the Pandaren one or Orgrimmar as well. Okay. It's honestly, you just grab those tabards, do dungeons, you max out so fucking quick. Any dungeon, even the current content. Any dungeon, as long as it is on Azeroth. If it's Outland, you won't get reputation. If it's Draenor, you won't get reputation. If it's on the continent of, if it's on the planet of Azeroth, you will get reputation. Oh, so I have to go grind old dungeons. No, on Azeroth. Zandalar is on Azeroth. Kultiris is on Azeroth. If it's on Outland or Draenor, you will not get reputation. If it's on Azeroth, you'll get reputation. Got it. Okay. Cool. Uh, Speaking of Darkshore, because we did mention it, um, there is a new Warfront coming. Darkshore will be getting a max level redesign, just like uh, Arathi Highlands got, and it will be the home of the next Warfront. Uh, It'll be a battle between the Night Elves of the Alliance and the Undead of the Horde as the uh, Undead try to defend the Darkshore front that they have taken from the Night Elves, and the Night Elves try to reclaim their homeland. Uh, Alliance will start contributing for uh, to attack first because, lore wise, the Horde already own and control Darkshore. Hmm. So, what happens when you're leveling up through those zones? They phase to their previous versions, uh-huh. uh, and then once you pass them uh, and you are, le- uh, uh, I believe it's level one hundred or above, they automatically phase to the new zones, and you can phase them back as you please. Okay. That makes sense. They're way ahead of people on this. They already have this stuff planned. <laughs> <laughs> um, for you pet uh, battlers out there, there is going to be a continuation of the dungeon series that they uh, started a little while ago. Uh, Nomragon will be getting a pet battle dungeon. Yay. I don't know anything about pet battling. It confuses me. There better be some mechanical pets in there. It's Normagon. If they're not mechanical pets in there, I'll be shocked and appalled. Hmm. Uh, we will be getting two new islands for Island Expeditions. Heavenswood, Havenswood, and I'm going to butcher the name. Kevin, please try it. <laughs> Jordal? Jordal? Jordal. Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, Havens, Havenswood will be a, Gil, a lost Gilnean town. Um, with Gildan architecture and some Gildan, uh, some uh, Gildanians around, and Jorhal will be a uh, Vicral uh, island, uh, very very similar to what we got from the uh, Valkyr and um, Legion. There will the be other, many. Go on. The other thing that they mentioned about the island expeditions is that they will be kind of tweaking them, and one of the main changes they said was that. Um, pe- the mobs will be grouped better than they currently are, and it won't feel yes. like there's just mobs all over the fucking place. Yeah, they 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 did say during the, the during the live stream that they are going to be redesigning them because yeah, they do feel kind of weird right now. Well, it's like you're trying to go to an X on a map, and you have to pull like twenty different fucking turtles until you get to that X. You know, there yeah. there's just so much trash that's like you know strewn across the island that. Mm-hmm. It makes going to these objectives and like hitting specific points on the map very difficult to do. I mean, don't get me wrong; it does make the the island feel a bit more alive and a bit more vibrant. But at the same time, it's a bit more annoying from a gameplay standpoint. Um, it's totally annoying. Yeah, especially but when you're they, only getting like three Azerite per like normal mob kill. But they did say that they were going to look at um, 
not only changing how they are clustered around the map, but uh, looking at what's in the packs and what's actually going to be spawning and changing some stuff around in that aspect. So I mm-hmm. think these are good improvements uh, because it's a good solid system, but there are some problems with it that can be easily fixed. They just need to take the time and do it. Yeah. I mean, LB and I have been joking about this for most of the week because like he linked the original Island Expedition announcement from BlizzCon last year. Yeah. And they just they made things sound like they were going to be so better and so different and that you would actually be solving like these little puzzles of like different mob kills and different situations on the island. Well, there are puzzles and stuff that you have to do. It's just you don't do them because they take time. Well, it's like they're they're saying like, oh, there's going to be like four mobs here, including one elite, and there's going to be a starfish, and you have to like kill the, these other mobs, then use the starfish on the elite, and like then you know burn it down, and like none of that shit happens. People just run around, group shit up, AOE it down. I mean, it's it's like in fairness, though, the option for some of that is there, just people don't do it because it takes too much time. Yeah, and you're you're racing against the clock. That's the whole point of these things. It's like. And the horde is like beating you in some cases. The horde will always beat you, my dear. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There will be many class changes uh, and tuning coming in this patch as well. The long-awaited changes for shamans. I know feraldrers are getting some love. I think they also said shadow priests. Uh, These these are long-awaited changes that are finally coming for the uh, for those classes that didn't really get it during the alpha and beta cycles. And the last thing that's coming in this patch, we're getting two raids. The first one will be launching with the patch, possibly a couple of weeks later, which will be Siege of Zuldazar. It's a six boss raid encounter with two faction, with three faction bosses, giving it, making it nine total. The Horde will have three generic bosses, the same bosses, along with the Alliance, and then they will have three faction specific bosses, same with the Alliance. At the end, from from what it looks like, because Elby and I were talking about this earlier, and we weren't sure how what the order is going to be, but the total number of bosses, you've got three generic, three faction specific, and then either at the start or the end, depending on how they want to do it, we don't know yet, you will fight the faction specific bosses for the other side. So, the three for the Alliance, the Horde will fight them, eventually. And vice versa. It's nine bosses total, it's, it's the first time we've actually, I think... The first time we've actually really seen the Alliance and Horde conflict, other than, you know, like tiny little nods to it with the faction champions and stuff like that, in an actual raid. Because the Alliance are sieging Zuldazar, the Horde are defending Zuldazar. So it's different raid experiences for both factions. I'm pretty sure they said it was going to be at the end too. I think they said at the end, Elby was arguing that it was that for the alliance uh, for the horde, it's going to be the start. I, I, I thought they said end, but how how can they like warp to something that hasn't happened yet at the start? Well, because well, no, no, for the alliance for the alliance for the horde, it's going to be okay. What did the alliance do before we got here? I don't know. It's so, probably going to be at the end for both. From from what the timeline looks like, the Alliance siege, the Horde are somewhere else and are coming in. So when the Alliance raid's finished, the Horde when the Alliance part is finished, so they've done their six bosses, the Horde is now getting in and doing their stuff. The Alliance leave, and then 
the alliance ask, what did the horde do when we left? And the horde say uh, when they when they finish, well, right, what did they do when they got when we, before we got here? And then they do their split. That's what it looks like to me. I think the purpose is is that the you know the attack and the uh, defend are happening are happening simultaneously. They're not, they're not though. They've already said that they're not because mm. the the horde aren't there. That's why the horde say, "What did the alliance do before we got here?" Okay. Ian was very clear on that. What the horde the horde ask, "What did the alliance do before we got here?" And the alliance ask, "What did the horde do when we left?" Hmm. Well, it's going to be very interesting, especially if we have to like do a back in time and we're like now horde characters if you were alliance or vice versa wouldn't be the first time though i mean if you do the old caverns of time dungeon if you're a horde or even if you're a night elf you become human or a gnome Hmm. or a dwarf because those existed in those times night elves not so much interesting you should i should take you through some of the old caverns of time dungeons at some point and after the siege of zoldazar Yes, much later in this patch cycle, we will be getting Tides of Vengeance, which is a alliance-focused uh, raid because it is a storyline designed around the sh- what is it called? Shrine, Shrine of, of the Storms. Storms. Shrine of the Storms. It'll have two raid bosses. Uh, I've got the names. I'm looking for the names. I had them and I've lost them. Uh, and it's going to be underneath of shrine of the storms and supposedly some sort of a continuation of the shrine of the Storms story yes uh it's going to be the relentless cabal and unet harbinger of the void Hmm. don't know who they are i play horde i don't know any of this shit (laughs) i don't know any of this shit i play horde (laughs) <laughs> and and they said specifically that horde characters and alliance characters would have some quests that lead up to this dungeon. So I'm assuming that there may be some sort of a attunement process. There'll be something process. to explain it to horde characters because yeah. we haven't seen this story at all. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, from the alliance side, it was a pretty interesting story. I couldn't recall a thing about it to you, but <laughs> clearly, so interesting. <laughs> It had something to do with some priest-type dudes building a bridge to it. I don't know. Um, we walked on water. There was a Jesus. There was a priest Jesus that helped us. Um, let's talk about Diablo, because I don't know nothing about what's going on. But I knew Diablo, there was a new season. Okay. Yeah, the season opened up yesterday, If you're as of recording this. Um, yesterday's date was September 21st, if you're not aware of that. Uh, oh, yeah. We mentioned this last week, yeah. So they're going to be offering double Herodric bounty caches. Every time you do a bounty, you'll get two caches at the end instead of one. And, you know, I'm assuming that it's going to make farming bounties a lot easier because you're getting more and you won't have to do them as often. Uh, So that will be really fun and cool, I guess, if you actually still play Diablo. I'm I'm literally going to make up a make a character at some point. I want to do this season because I miss Diablo. Yeah, so that's that's coming. Um, Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm. They released what I'm assuming is going to be their Halloween event. Uh, oh, it's called Fall of King's Crest. There's going to be new skins for White Mane, Valera, Alex Straza, and Zarya. So, Hold on, very importantly, what? it seems like they're starting to get a little bit of a story in Heroes of the Storm, and I like it. Yeah, there's like certain the team ups or group ups. 
it's a raven raven lord attacking someone that's atta- attacking a kingdom that is from the nexus we're getting an actual story and i like it yeah i guess <laughs> um you're so boring about story it's still a moba uh, so you can watch the video. We'll link to it on, in our show notes and see what the new skins look like. They're kind of Halloween-ish themed. Kind of like remind me of well. the Overwatch uh, skins. Yeah. Oh, dude, that the the new Alex, the new Alley skin. Oh, it's beautiful. Our dragon form is so cool. Yeah. So we've got like kind of a witch themed one for White Mane, and um, uh, Zarya's skin is just kind of batshit crazy. Yeah, but uh, most Zarya skins are. And uh, Alex Strauss <laughs> is kind of greenish. Yeah, so. She's dead. She's dead. Go check those out. Um, and there's going to be some quests in it as well. You'll be able to earn rewards. Um, they've got some like little icons. They have special loot chests. They have portraits um, and stickers, it seems, or skins. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. There's going to be a final reward that they haven't announced yet. Um, so, yeah, should be interesting. Uh, Non-Blizzard stuff, uh, but Battle.net stuff. Uh, Call of Duty, it's releasing on the 12th of October. So if you are a Call of Duty fan and you are excited for it, it is releasing live on Battle.net, 12th of October. Call of Duty. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Black Ops, okay. Yeah. I forgot it, that it was still even a Call, a of, Call Duty of Duty game. 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 Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken, the expansion pack, has went live. It went live as of last week. Uh, and Yay. BlizzCon season continues. Uh, we spoke about uh, all the stuff that came out last week. We haven't got any new endgame items yet, but the season continues. More videos are going up live on the uh, virtual ticket and on the Blizzard app if you have the virtual ticket. So make sure you keep track on them. And yeah, Blizzard's BlizzCon season. Woo! Yep. Kevin, we're 45 minutes in. We're not going to have a lot of time for this. Should we blitz through as much as we can? <laughs> um, We'll go through at a normal pace and we'll see where we're at at an hour. Okay. So, main topic. We're going to be talking about Warfronts. The good, the bad, and the downright newbie. Since these are now finally available to both factions. Yes, both <laughs> factions have experienced it for at least one ro- one rotation and the second rotation for the Alliance is already going on, and we're getting a new one coming out with the next patch. So, I think everyone will agree. Kevin, you and I will agree on this thing. It'll be the only thing we agree on, possibly. Um, It's too easy. Hmm. Yeah, they do seem very easy. I mean, I've, I've gone through these a few times, and the first time I was helping LB kill stuff and take bases the second time i went and i just mined stuff i just went to the mine and i helped collect resources to further the warfront we're we're talking about the actual scenario right now um and you know in both cases i never felt like the stakes were high i never felt like there was yeah there was any assistance from our npc friends that are supposed to be helping us and you know making it seem like it's a large battle it just felt like a few people going off and fighting a few horde characters defeating them and then like magically npcs appear and start spawning or going from that base or something so it it never felt like it was something where we were our backs were up against the wall and 
you know, we were going to lose. It always just seemed like we were winning constantly. I think that a good fix to that, because it's PvE content, having multiple difficulties. We could have a normal heroic or a mythic and a mythic. If people mm-hmm. who want to be challenged want a challenge, let them do the mythic option. Uh, I do think the mythic option should be something that you queue for as a full pre-made 20-man group. Yeah. Um, just like for mythic pluses and just like for uh, island expeditions. But I think that it's an option that should be there for people. There should be a mythic version or a heroic version. Again, normal heroic should be queuable because it's normal and heroic. Uh, they are de- they are designed to be queuable and puggable content. Um, but I think mythic should be something that is available for them. Uh, normal heroic and mythic should all be available, and that there should be a mythic version that is that requires you to queue up as a full twenty man group. And. I wrote that down just now just because that is something that people are still confused about. And I thought specifically we were going to be able to queue as a yeah, raid group. I was and so confused by that. I, I was like, yeah, let's all get everyone from the guild together and we'll do one like before raid one night or after raid one night. And like, it, you just can't do it. You can queue as a group, but you can't queue as a raid. My entire guild even said like, that should be something that we should be able to do and we can yeah. just jump in it before raid. It would be of so course. much fun. Mm-hmm. I would, would much rather fun. do it with my guild than a group of randoms. And like you could have multiple channels in Discord where you have like a gathering people group mining, and like an attack doing, group. Uh, and, wood, yeah. People attacking bases, people defending bases. That would be what this mythic group, this mythic version would be. You'd have a group mm-hmm. set up, people to go farm materials, people to go defend bases, people to push bases, and then just everybody at the end pushing to try and get that last kill. That would be so fucking amazing as a 20 yeah. as a twenty group to do. But they've completely missed an opportunity here. Yeah. And like, even if you don't have 20 characters, let's say you only have 15 from your guild on, why can't it scale like a raid can scale? I think for Mythic... If, if, I think for heroic and normal, it should it should scale. It should uh, no. I don't actually think there should be scaling here. Hmm. I don't think there should be. I think, but if so, the reason that twenty that mythic is twenty man is but so that it's balanced for twenty people, so that they can have a challenge, so that it can be something that is designed specifically for twenty people that is designed to challenge those twenty people. I think if you bring a mythic a mythic. A normal heroic and a mythic version into Warfronts, mythic should be 100% locked to 20 people or 25 people so that it can then bring that same level of challenge that mythic raid groups look for. I think if you introduce scaling mechanics to something that is designed specifically as a mythic that is supposed to be high-end challenge, that creates a problem. And that's the problem that 25 and 10-man raids caused Blizzard when they were scaling them specifically for heroic and mythic difficulties. And that's what the, that's why everything is flex and scalable except mythic. Hmm. It is locked at 20 per, per players. It is locked at 5 players. It is There is no scaling. And I think that they should continue that if they introduce a mythic system here. Because that gives you the most authentic experience that is scaled specifically for that group size. 
Hmm. Well, I do. I, I disagree I with you on that. Do like the idea fine. of normal and heroic scaling. I do like that idea, but I think mythic should be locked at twenty. Yeah. Well, also doing something that's the equivalent of like LFR and you getting a reward of like a three seventy also kind of defeats the purpose of having other difficulty levels that could offer bigger. That's or better why I'm rewards. saying. The, if, if they introduce this type of a system, they should redesign the reward system with it. Yeah. The reward system, I think, is janky as hell. In the these. reward system's weird. Because you do practically nothing, you get a 370 reward. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's like getting a quest to do LFR and then getting a 370 out of LFR. Like it, yeah, it's They've never weird. done that. It's so weird. They've never done that, and it's so fucking weird that they've suddenly done it here. I, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a weird... It's uh, there's no other way to describe it but weird. I hate yeah. saying weird over and over, but it's how else would you describe it? It's so out of character for this company to just give a reward for doing practically nothing. I mean, these are people who like aren't even raiding. Like, I feel like as a raider, I'm trying to like bust my ass for like 355 right now, and like people are just magically getting pieces of 370 or even the mythic dungeon quest last week which was like do four mythic dungeons that still requires effort and time and a group and stuff like that and like people are just magically getting 370s for basically do, like afking in base it's 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 a it's there's a giant flaw to this system i mean mythic plus you put your fucking work in to get it you can um, you can legit just like chop lumber for 30 minutes straight in one of these uh warfronts and get a 370 and here's the thing, like, you know, because what the fuck? Because like the mythic, the mythic weekly, uh, the weekly event that's the met for for doing mythics. You do four mythics, you get a three seventy. That's mm-hmm. fine because you actually have to put do those four mythics. Yeah, ha- it might be base level mythics. Yeah. Um, but you still have to actually fucking do something. You don't have yeah. to do much in these warfronts to win, and that's the problem right now because there is no actual challenge to it because there's no there's no difficulty to win. You win a hundred percent of the time. And <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just thought LB just sent a picture yesterday of this guy who, like, instead of fighting in the warfront, he just ran to Ironforge. <laughs> he got all the way to the fucking Ironforge, like during the during the thing. Uh, it's so frustrating. And got a 370 from it. It's 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 a flaw blizzard. It's a, it's a it's this system has so much fucking potential to be one of the coolest things you've ever introduced. You know but because you have introduced it in a way that you always win. You get these. You get this once one time reward that is really really epic, and there is no actual. There's there's no actual push to want to do more or push to do a higher difficulty or push to do something that is actually worth doing or even it's, requiring coordination or effort yeah there's no requirement of coordination or effort in this i mean um, like sometimes someone will shout like hey let's all go to here and fight this and like what, other times fairness, people are just off doing their own fucking thing which in fairness for 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 a normal you don't 100 percent require coordination completely for something that is normal difficulty you don't always require 100 percent coordination which is fine but then introduce higher difficulties for people who want that level of challenge and coordination. You're you're doing something that is designed 
And I, I fucking hate saying it because I consider myself a casual raider, Rob. But yes, 100%. Rob just put it in the chat, catering to the casuals. And I hate using mm-hmm. that phrase because yeah. I consider myself a casual raider. I don't raid five nights a week for five hours a night. I raid two nights a week for four, for five hours a night, for five hours a week. That's it. I mean, take out even but, the fact that you're a raider. These are, this, these are just casual this is a, people in general. Oh, I, I was so looking forward to this system because I wanted a ch- I wanted something that my group could do off raid nights and just have a challenge on it. But they've designed it in such no. a way that there is no challenge to it and there is no option to have a challenge to it. Right. There was so I mean, much potential here for coordination, for a guild to jump in and bring back that old Warcraft 3 feel. But I mean, like the, the the way that it's set up now, you might as well put a quest for a 370 for like clearing out the mine in your garrison. Oh god. That, Why did I you mean, range in garrisons? Why? <laughs> I just got PTSD flashbacks of sitting in my garrison doing nothing for a year. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Well, if every if every month you got a quest to clear out your mine in the garrison for a 370, you'd sure as shit do it. Damn straight I'd do it, because that's a 370 piece for doing fuck all. Exactly. Uh, so, alright, we've, we've totally killed those uh, topics in that. So, um, let's get into some of the problems that were existing before the garrison, or before, <laughs> now I have garrison on the mine. Uh, before the Warfront even became available, and that's some of the time-gating nonsense that um, wanna, has gone on here. I want to talk about the open-world stuff that's in Arathi Base, that's in Arathi Highlands, because okay, that so, shit is garbage. Yeah, that that's what we had <laughs> two weeks ago. See, we can't even fucking talk about this, because I did this two weeks ago, and I, and I tried you know to We're not, get it I'm, out of my I'm brain. Actually, can I just very quickly say I'm surprised? I thought we were going to be arguing this whole this whole fucking topic. We're agreeing on everything. It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the outdoor the, quests are stupid. The outdoor quests are dumb. The outdoor quests are so dumb. Kill twenty of this. Kill twenty of that. Kill twenty of this. There is no variation in it. I would like like they 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 had such a stupidly good system in world quests, and they couldn't even think to implement this fucking system that has been working for two expansions that they have put all of their bread and butter and focus on into your repeatable daily content they yeah. thought huh let's go back to a system that didn't fucking work no let, let's let's use the system that's worked for two expansions that everybody loves and just put it in here because it works so well no, and it's good. not even like mm. really repeatable it's like something you do once and then you're like okay i guess i'm never coming back here until it rolls over again I, I will say, I love this show because I love this episode because no one can say that we just defend Blizzard's ass. No, no, God, no. I am so, I didn't even think I was going to be this angry about this shit. No, I am genuinely so pissed off. They have a fucking system like World Quest that works so well mm-hmm. and gives so much variety. And they're adding new World Quests in 8.1 for, for areas that we've already, that we're already playing in. And, Oh, and they don't even think to use this in correlation with a brand new system that would require this type of a system, a repeatable daily system. They don't think mm-hmm. to actually use. Oh, they reward sorry, you more for collecting wood during a warfront than they do for these stupid outdoor nonsense quests. <laughs> it's 
it is frustrating as hell. And you're totally right. They could add World Quest easily, but I think they didn't because no, there's no. I, they, they didn't want the them to be they did add a repeatable. World Quest to their system. They added one World Quest. There's oh, the a world, world boss. boss. That's it. They added one fucking World Quest. These twenty yeah. qu- these quests that they've given us to kill twenty of this, twenty of that. They could have given us some variety in it by making them World Quests, by giving us different types of objectives in the zone, and they didn't. There's a massive fuck up on Blizzard's part. Plain and simple. There is no defending them in this. It seems lazy. It seems it lazy. It is beyond lazy. They've went back to an archaic system that didn't work instead of embracing their new system that has worked for two expansions that people really like to do because it gives variety. And the thing, the thing too that's fucked is that these are supposed to be blue exclamation points that are redoable and you do them once and then it's just like they're done. They're not redoable. You do them once and then you have to oh, wait another month until they took over again. All right, yeah, the open world shit is dumb. There are some rares, but I don't know when the rares respawn or what, when I can get the rewards from the rares again. I've, so I've almost, ran through I just and done the rares. If they're, if they're up, I'll do them because I'm there, but I, I won't go farm them because they don't give you too much. Yeah, and it's not clear which rare, rare gives you what or <sighs> some drop mounts or some drop pets, but it's just like unless you're running an add-on, there's no way to really tell. Uh, we are going to disagree on the next one. The, one right. the next one you want to talk about. Time gating. Time gating. So, I'm going to say right now, we have one Warfront up that is designed to make it feel like the Alliance hold it for this amount of time, then the Horde push it in, and then the Horde hold it for this amount of time, and then the Alliance push it in. So there's supposed to be a real-time Alliance and Horde hold this. We have one of those right now. When we get more, there will be multiple up at any given time that it will feel like, okay, this one's down for now, I'll go do this one. Oh, this one's also up, so I can go do that one as well. That's The problem with this system is that they implemented one and then put it out to the world. We needed multiple of these for Mm -hmm. it to feel like an actual system. So that you could be frustrated for multiple sections of the warfront at the same time. No, because if, if when there's when there, I'm telling you right now, when there are four warfronts up, when there's four warfronts available, there will be two up at any given time where you have access to the content, and then there will be another two that's rotating around. There will always mm. be more con- there will, when there is more of these warfronts up, there will be more of them to do, which means that there will be some rotated out, there will be some rotated in. The alliance will own some, the horde will own some. It's, and that's what the system was designed around, multiple warfronts. But they gave us one when they launched it. It was a bad decision because it screwed everything up. Because now it feels like, oh, the Horde own it for a week. Okay, now no one owns it for a week. Oh, now the Alliance own it. What? It's 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 a bad it's a it was a bad way to release these. They should have released mul- they should have at least released at a minimum of two, so that when one owns it, the other one owns the other one. And so there's the, something yeah. for us to do rather than nothing for us to do. Right. And they better improve the interface on these because if there's four up and there's four phases to each of the warfronts, I'm totally going to get lost with like what phase, what warfront is in and like which one's on the, you know, turn in profession quest and which yeah. one's on the one that no, I can I actually agree. go to. I agree. It's, it's going to be a fucking disaster to keep track of that. 
there needs to be a it, Warfronts need their own standalone interface. Plain and simple, they do. They need their own standalone interface telling you what one's up, what one's about to go up, what phases each of them are in. They need their own standalone interface. Plain and simple. They, they should have made it clear what the fact that each of them have four phases in the first place. They they told us a little bit about it, but they didn't go into too much detail, and that was a communication problem on their part. They should have explained it better. Because when they tested them on the alpha and the beta, they only tested the scenario. They never tested the open world stuff. They never tested the contribution phases. They never tested any of that. The only right. thing that was tested was the scenario itself. They never tested the end-to-end cycle of a warfront, which is what is severely lacking in terms of communication and interface in the game. If they would have just said, here's a warfront, this one's at phase one, and then it says, you know, phase one lasts from this date to this date or this time to this time, and then phase two will start, then phase three, then phase four, you would have been able to track it as it's going along and like played along and understood what was happening next. But you don't get any of that now. You just get this time bar that like magically goes to 100% when you're turning in profession items that like who knows if it's actually helping if we're turning stuff in or not and then moving to the next phase. It 100% needs needs a better interface. It 100% needs more communication on how things actually work yeah and if we don't have some type of an interface that shows you the four phase nature of each of these warfronts then it's going to be a complete you know i probably won't even do it because it will be too difficult to keep track of i think we've betched enough and what happens when you have four of these and they're each giving you 370 gear i don't think they're all going to give you 370 i think once there's multiple of them up it'll be a case of you get a 370 per week. But Mm. I don't want them to give us a 370 per week because I'm doing nothing to earn it. I would like to earn my fucking gear. I don't want to just be given it. If you have to do it, or if you're just given a 370 per week, why are people going to do lower level Mythic Plus keys anymore? No one's going to even fucking need that shit. I'll do Mythic Plus just because I really like the content, but that's why. (laughs) But you're going to have people who are like casuals that are kitted out in 370 well, I and trying to like push from, Mythic Plus. I already don't need anything from normal rating on either of my specs. Like I'm doing normal rating because I want to do it with my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So there's right. that. So I, will always do con- I will always do content if I'm doing it with my friends. All right. The turning quest no I'm not even going to talk about. Fuck the turning quests. You don't like them. I don't have a problem with them because I did I did what I was able to do and then moved on and went back and did what I was able to do yeah. and then moved on. <laughs> I mean, I liked it from an auction house perspective because it did You made lots of money. Drive up the money <laughs> and Chris made more money than I or Gavril made more money than I did. I but, made a good amount of money as well, actually. I'm not gonna yeah. deny that. Yeah, so like putting stuff, like having the prices of stuff artificially inflated because you get turn-ins for it, but I don't really see that lasting forever forever either because one of the main reasons that I did that was because it gave you a shit ton of rep when you turned in those quest items, and like once people hit Exalted, there's going to be no reason to do the turning quests anymore. Yeah. I mean, unless the different Warfronts give you um, rep with different factions. Yeah. Maybe so. It, we all we need to see what these other warfronts are going to give us. That's the problem. Yeah, they're going to have to figure it out, and it's not just going to be one quest for a three seventy. I I highly doubt that. 
Uh, right, the um, next one's going to come down to different difficulties would be much better here. And yeah. I think you'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as someone who likes to gather stuff and has, you know, days worth of fishing on my account, I chose to do the mining in the warfront because I thought that was cool. And I wanted to upgrade the keep and try to benefit the entire uh, raid group by, you know, having our NPCs have better armor or better weapons. Um, but the upgrades themselves on the gear doesn't really seem to do much like any any of the buildings yeah. really um the the, the only thing that i noticed was after i got a commander unit from the barracks those did shit tons of dps yeah like i was one of the top dps in in the entire raid group as a healer because i purchased two commanders um from the level 3 castle and uh, they did fuck tons of DPS. I was surprised, but like anything so, else you buy or purchase or buff from the uh, the the castle itself doesn't seem to be do, doing very much. So I think in the way it is designed right now, they are completely useless, with the exception of those one sets of units. And the you obviously you got the siege units where you're pushing stuff. You need those, um, but. I think or if they introduced and I'm gonna stick to this point because I think it's something that they really needed to they really should do. If they implemented a normal heroic animithic version, those buffs would be absolutely essential on Mythic. Could you right. imagine having these buffs on Mythic without without them on Mythic and then having them on Mythic? They'd be a completely different experience. Yeah. And, and frankly, I didn't see so many NPCs running around helping me that I felt like they were doing anything. It's, uh... You know, like they said, like how I imagined it was that you would be running into battle and you would have all these NPCs helping you and they would be like doing noticeable damage and, you know, maybe even killing some of the enemy characters. Um, but I, I don't really see any of that. The system has so much potential. But mm -hmm. because of some stupid mistakes that are all so easily fixable, yeah, it's just there's. I'm I mean, so frustrating. They should have just system. waited to release it. Honestly, like wait until eight one or wait until eight two or something, and like have actually I don't think tuned they should have released it. I don't think they should have released it in its it, current state. It should never have been released. It should have been completely rehauled from the ground up because it's it's not a it's not a system that anyone is going to enjoy because of just the lack of everything there's no variety there's no there, there's there's no repeatability there's no there's nothing that is actually I mean, worth playing they they could have potentially like focused their resources on just island expeditions and gotten that right and then release them first and then do warfronts later but i i think they just tried to get a lot of new brand new systems out into the game as quickly as possible and you know iterate on them which they're doing but you know I, I think basically the first version of both of these has been a you know pretty lackluster yeah and here's the thing i like this this needs to be an expansion of experimentation because they did that with legion and they got some really solid systems out of it that have continued mm -hmm. through to battle for azeroth and they are still really good systems 
world quests, uh, mythic pluses, uh, Paragon XP that's coming in 8.1, Paragon Reputations that's coming in 8.1. These are solid systems that we got from experimentation in Legion that has been pushed forward to the next expansion. That is giving them a chance to experiment with other systems. But there, there, there is nowhere near the level of polish or mm-hmm. love that went into these, that, that went into the Legion systems. It's, that is so clear. Yeah. It's very clear. And, you know, I, I feel like we're getting to a point where it's it's kind of like, um, let's put it out there and make sure it works. And as long as it's stable, we release it to the world. And then we just get feedback, you know, some from beta, but mostly from people playing the live game. And I don't feel like they're going to keep subscribers by putting out, you know, systems that are half-baked. I don't think this system is going to drastically affect subscriber numbers because there is enough of the other content to hold people. I don't think this, I think this is a very bad system that could increase subscriber numbers if it was done right. But I don't think it's a system that's going to plummet subscriber numbers because there is so many other things that are done really well. Again, world quests, mythic pluses, the raids themselves are fucking great. I have done more PvP this expansion than I have done since fucking Cataclysm. Um so I think there is so much stuff that is that, that will hold people that this won't affect subscriber numbers purely as a single factor that is going to dump people. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I mean, they but were it describing could encourage more people to play if this was done right. Yeah, they were describing Island Expeditions as being, quote, infinitely replayable. Okay. Which, in fairness, they are. They mm. are, because the, the mobs do change. The, the islands are on a rotation where there will always be different islands that you're playing. So technically, yes, they can be completely replayable, especially if you're doing the PvP ones, because they are never going to be the same, because you've got True. actual players fighting you. But well, PvP will PvP, always be infinitely re- replayable. The PvE ones will get stale if they do not implement more and they do not give us actual change. Yeah, and I and I think at the end of the day, you know, the repa- the replayability factor of it all is like, yeah, it's fun to do once to get your reward, but multiple playthroughs on the same Warfront are not very replayable. Unless you want to do something different. Like maybe you'll do lumber this time instead of mining. Or maybe you'll go fight stuff instead of doing lumber or mining. But like LB, other than that, that's that's really it. LB brings up a good point that the fact that the best transmog gear comes from the once a cycle 370 gear. I would like some nice right. transmog stuff that I could, you know, purchase for our currency. That you introduced mm. specifically for this. That would be nice. Or that you get based on a reputation that you go for doing stuff like this. But I'm not going to go and do it until you actually fix the fucking system because there's so many things wrong with it. Yeah. And the thing with the once every other or once every cycle 370 gear is unless they implement some sort of bad luck protection, what is the point of doing that? There is always bad luck protection on any system. So there is probably bad luck protection on this already. It's just you've had bad luck. I mean, there, there's, there's gotta be, especially if it's tied to transmog. Like, hopefully, I just don't get the belt every fucking time. It's there. There will be a bad luck protection already on it, and it's just there. No bad luck protection system is perfect. I don't think there will will ever be a perfect bad luck protection system because bad luck still exists, especially when it's something built around RNG. 
it's just yeah. it, with an RNG system, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, it's just it, it, it kind of sucks, but it happens. Yeah. Well, they've got to be more difficult. They've got to show like better mechanic or better, um, you know, phase structure of the warfronts so that you know what is what on each of the warfronts that have come out. Um, the reward system could be tweaked. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that they can do to this. I mean, I think it's a good good attempt. And a, and and don't get me wrong, like you can go into a warfront and complete the scenario, and it completes properly, and you get out of it. There's nothing wrong with the like start and finish of the there's warfront nothing wrong with itself, the scenario but, itself. The yeah, actual so, pacing, the the design of it, the the structures, the NPCs, the way it feels like a Warcraft three game. There is nothing wrong with that. There's just yeah. there's things that they need to change, including difficulty, pacing, reward structures, open world content, introductory content. Multiple of these would be really, really fucking nice and helpful. But they haven't done all that. That's where the problem is. Yeah. Totally. So hopefully we'll get some tweaks and changes to that. I don't think they mentioned too much was changing about Warfronts in the 8.1 patch, but maybe in a later patch we'll see some, you know, uh, hopefully they'll get some feedback now that we've been around the cycle once, you know, for the entire uh, Horde and Alliance um, and take some of that feedback back to the dev team and figure out how they can tweak it to hopefully improve our experience in the future. Okay, let's wrap up because we've done nothing but bitch for the last half hour of this show. <laughs> uh, do that or don't do that. Tell me what you, tell me what you got. Uh, I'll forego my don't do that. I mean, obviously I was salty about the fact that I got you two 370 pieces of gear in the same fucking slot over the past two weeks, and that just feels like trash. And, but that's um, RNG. Yeah. Well, when you see other people who've got like three 370s on, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, I'm working for that shit. That's why I got it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I don't have a don't do that. I've had a relatively salt-free week, so... Um, Except the open world content and more fronts. Oh, it's uh, the alliance hold it, so I don't have to worry about it right now. Uh, <laughs> that's our show for the folk for the folks week. That's our show for the week, folks. Um, to talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show's Twitter is AzerothCTC. Kevin is at Swingcat with a K. I am at Akari underscore Mag, and Gavril is at Gavril underscore Et. Uh, you can send us emails to feedback at azerothctc.com you can find show uh, links for today's show uh, on our website which is azerothctc.com send us reviews on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Twitter uh, iTunes all those good things um, say goodnight Kevin goodnight